Bulldog Interviews on BullyNet with your host, Dave Kaufman. He's a nice guy, but only gives belly rubs to dogs. Welcome to the Bulldog Interviews. I'm Dave Kaufman, your host, and today we have Lottie Elliott. Hi, Lottie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. How are you? Great. So thanks for coming on, and can you give us a little uh, introduction on yourself? Yeah, well, um, I'm Lottie Elliott, and my husband is Jeff Elliott, and we are Hurricane Bulldogs. We live in Ohio, which is odd for most people. They wonder why Hurricane Bulldogs in Ohio, and my husband actually works for the power company, and we got our first uh, show female bulldog because he was working on Hurricane Fran, so that's how we came up with the name Hurricane Bulldogs, and... uh, We've been uh, breeding bulldogs for about 17 or 18 years, and uh, we just finished our 24th bred by champion. Um, so uh, we've been doing it for a little while. Great, great. Uh, have you been involved with any other breeds besides bulldogs, or is it just bulldogs? Well, as far as showing and breeding just bulldogs, we do have uh, uh, four German Shepherds. They're kind of like our guard dogs, okay. our farm dogs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've never bred them. Uh, We just enjoy them. They're kind of like farm German Shepherds, not the show German Shepherds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, myself, personally, before I got into Bulldogs, I've had several breeds uh, just as pets. Mm -hmm. You know, Collies, Goldens, Labs. I was always a dog person. Um, As soon as my parents would let me have a dog, I got a dog. My first dog ever was a Brittany Spaniel. But um, as far as getting active in a breed, Bulldogs are our only breed. Okay. Do you, are you a member of any clubs? Yeah, we're, the members, we're both members of the uh, Buckeye Bulldog Club and uh, Bulldog Club of America. Okay. Uh, do you have any Bulldog mentors, or did you have any mentors? Yeah, I did. Uh, Barbara Edwards was uh, my mentor. I'm not sure... If you remember her, it's you know that was when we first started. So uh, she's gone now. Uh, I wish I would have had a little bit more time with her than I did, but um, uh, she was great as far as um, sitting ringside and going over the dogs. And she's the one that really helped me develop my eye for what was a a good bulldog and and uh, what wasn't as far as pointing out uh, faults and good attributes of a dog. Okay, great. Um, Do you have any mentees at all? Um, You know, I have here and there. Um, I'm always there to help anybody that has questions. It seems like I get a lot of people that contact me about raising litters just because um, uh, that's one thing that I feel like I'm good at is Mm -hmm. uh, raising uh, bulldog puppies. But right now, um, I guess you could say I'm mentoring Jessica back. Um, But... uh, uh, that would be it as far as somebody that I would say I definitely have underneath my wing right now that I've really helped show the ropes. Okay, great. Uh, tell us a little bit about your breeding program. Okay. Well, uh, my breeding program started off with um, a foundation male and a foundation female that we got from uh, Barbara Edwards and uh, the Edwards Bulldog line. We were very fortunate to start off with um, um, a great male and a great female. Our first uh, show bulldog ended up being champion Edwards Ace in the Hole, and we started showing him not knowing anything that we were doing, and managed managed to get him ranked. We are somewhere between, you know, at any given time, like number five and number ten uh, bulldog, and that was just us, 
you know, not even really knowing what we were doing. He was mm-hmm. just a fantastic dog for us. And then after him, we got um, a little girl that ended up being champion Ed, uh, Edwards Elegant Rose, Ellie, and she ended up being our foundation female. Um, she's the one that my husband got from working on Hurricane Fran. Okay. Um, we ended up uh, saving money through that to get her, <laughs> and she ended up being a Hall of Fame uh, bulldog for us. So she just, uh, um, though she wasn't the extraordinary show dog that Ace was, she was the Solid Rock Foundation Mm -hmm. that we started our uh, strong bitch line on. And um, from that point, uh, it wasn't long after that that um, there wasn't much Edwards dogs left because Barb Edwards passed and uh, Bud Edwards had passed uh, before her. So we kind of had to take those dogs and make our own line. Mm-hmm. So we did some weaving in and out on um, some dogs that we thought could benefit our program. and But we kept going back to those dogs. And we had frozen semen on Ace, so we still weave him in and out. And uh, uh, so we have our own line that we created as, as Hurricane Bulldogs, but the foundation was the Edwards Bulldogs, who was and Barb Edwards was also our mentor. Mm-hmm. So we were lucky. And the fact that we started with a line, you know, now today there's it doesn't seem to be too many what you'd call people that actually have a line. Right. And uh, we are lucky to start with that. So we started with a strong uh, bloodline. Mm-hmm. No, most definitely with a background like that with Edwards and stuff. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit of, like what you look for in a stud dog? Um, <clears throat> you know, when I'm looking for a stud dog, it's usually different every time because I'm looking for a male to compliment whatever, whatever bitch I want to breed at that time. So I always look for a stud that can help strengthen any weaknesses that uh, that particular female mm-hmm. I um, am looking to breed has. You know, in general, of course, I want a, a male that um, fits the standard, that is healthy, and um, temperament is very, very important for me. Um, uh, but mostly as far as confirmation, it always goes to what that particular female I'm breeding at that time needs. If I need a female that has a better jaw, and of course I'll look for that. If I need a female, if I have my female I'm breeding needs better movement, I'll look for a male that has, you know, exceptionally strong movement. So, um, as far as a stud dog, I don't tech, you know, technically have a certain type. Mm-hmm. As far as confirmation goes, I look to, uh, bring in, in a male what, particular female I'm breeding that time needs but uh, you know health and, and uh, temperament and of course the bulldog that fits the standard is always the three norm things that I'm looking for okay. but the specifics have to have to fit whatever female I'm looking for um, to you know help her to get that next generation better than what she is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay do you have a, any vets that you can recommend um, yes, um, since we're in Ohio, um, we don't really have a lot of bulldog um, breeder, I mean, uh, vets close to us. So I actually drive to Columbus and go to Beachwald Vet Hospital, and uh, they're really, really good on the bulldogs, and they're also a reproduction vet. If I have um, anything that I feel is above and beyond what they can offer me, sometimes I'll even go up to Animal Clinic Northview in um, Cleveland, which is Dr. Hutchinson. Because, you know, he's a world of information as far as bulldogs. But those are my two go-to vets in Ohio. Very good. Yeah, I read a lot of uh, work that Dr. Hutchinson has done. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
he was the one that uh, froze semen on our champion Edward Tace in the hole. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the line that we have today. Oh, awesome. Very good. Uh, do you have a favorite bulldog of all time? Oh. <laughs> Gosh. You know, I don't know that I could pinpoint one. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have to be a dog that I, I, I've seen myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always liked Beauty's Amos. I always liked um, K. Gray's Artemis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, I always really loved our little girl, um, uh, Hurricane Peanut Brindle. Okay. And uh, uh, I just thought she was a lovely bitch. And I really like um, Annabelle, the bitch Kelly France is showing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, she just is like ooh, the epitome of what I'd want in a bulldog bitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have an Artemis daughter here who's just very, uh, we're quite fond of her. So uh, we have the Artemis line in our stuff quite a bit. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, do you have a proudest bulldog moment? And in detail, take us there, you know, what was going on. And, you know, it's not always the typical biggest win, but sometimes it yeah. is. Um, but, yeah. Well, you know, um, boy, that would hard to be hard to say. One, I don't really have one particular moment mm-hmm. that stands out. You know, I guess our first big moment, your first big, big win always is going to be in your head. That mm-hmm. was our first best in specialty with um, – um, champion Edwards ace in the hole and it was from an English judge that came over and judged the specialty Les Cotton was his name I believe he's passed now but um, that was our first best in specialty and that was really huge for us and of course several other best in specialty shows that followed with different dogs mm-hmm. That those were all equally exciting but um, I guess my proudest thing about being a bulldog breeder and rather than just one event would be more of you know, I get more joy out of uh, people contacted me, you know, years after they got a puppy from me to tell me how much joy that brought to their life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and how it seems like everybody you sell a pet bulldog to, they think that you sold them the best bulldog in the world. Mm-hmm. It has the best personality, how it's changed their life and, you know, brought so much enrichment into their life. I think I get more pride and, uh, out of that. Than, than probably any win in the show ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. That's awesome. And now, a word from our sponsors. If your dog sitter isn't using Corettable, what are they doing to your dog? You don't know, and that's a big problem. Dog sitters using Corettable relieve the stress, guilt, and anxiety that a dog owner experiences when they're away from their dog. If you love your dog, insist that your pet sitter use Corettable. Check out Corettable today at Corettable.com. That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. Corettable also works great for people who use caregivers for loved ones, like children and the elderly. So check out Corettable today at Corettable.com. That's C-A-R-E-D-I-B-L-E.com. Now, back to the Bulldog interviews. Do you have any advice for pet owners? Like, is there something that, you know, you just wish they knew that that seems to be, you know, lacking well, out there? Yeah, the main thing with somebody that wants to get a pet bulldog is to really do your research on your breeder. Find a breeder that is knowledgeable, that um, is willing to be there for you, that you want a breeder that's going to ask you a lot of questions and uh, a breeder that's going to, you know, steer you in the right direction about, you know, the bulldog breed isn't for everybody. 
um, and especially, you know, for a new uh, pet owner, is you definitely want to find a good bulldog vet. And uh, if your breeder can't recommend a good bulldog vet, then you maybe need to find a new breeder mm-hmm. because I think that that is, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, a dog is not a dog. A, a bulldog is is definitely uh, uh, a dog that is not for everybody. So for anybody getting a pet bulldog, just to do your research, find a, you know, a good breeder, a caring breeder that's going to be there to help you along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can make a world of difference. And uh, just the the quality of life that the dog will have, the quality, you know, as a pet that that'll be for them if it's if it's taken care of properly. And it starts with with a with a vet that understands and knows the breed. Oh, most definitely. I don't know how many times I've gotten emails from people looking to get a puppy, and they have a tragic story to tell me about how they got their past bulldog and how it died during a spay or a neuter or a simple cherry eye surgery. And I was like, well, what vet did you go to? And, and I, you know, and I said, why didn't you use a bulldog vet? Well, we didn't know that we needed to use a, a, a bulldog vet. Our breeder didn't tell us that. Mm-hmm. Or somebody will contact me and want, looking to get a puppy because of some tragic story about their bulldog drowned or something like that, and they didn't realize. Um, so there's a lot of people out there now. It seems like they're just breeding bulldogs, and you know, and, and out the door there they go. And you know, um, uh, if you have a pet owner that doesn't know these things, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to be able to prevent them. So um, for anybody looking to get a pet bulldog, they need to find a. You know, a breeder that is, um, you know, going to be particular about who they sell to and, are, you know, are going to have um, questions and say, I want you to follow these guidelines and that you understand that a bulldog, you know, is not a dog to live outside in the summer and bulldogs can't swim and they do need special care under anesthesia, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Do you have a daily maintenance tip? Oh. <sighs> Well, I guess I'd have to say, do as I say and not as I do. Um, (laughs) um, Ideally, I'd say, you know, if you want to keep your bulldog, you know, in tip-top condition is, uh, you know, clean, check the wrinkles, check the ears. Um, I I, I don't clean my dog's faces every day, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, some may require that. I have some bulldogs that, you know rarely get any um, gunk in their nose wrinkle or their tear stains and you don't have to clean their faces that much mm-hmm. but I have others that you know y- you need to keep up on it more so the main thing would be just to check those things and um, you know if their face needs clean and, and dry do that you know take a baby wipe to it take a dry tissue to it and, and at least clean the ears um, once a week or check them mm-hmm. you know you know you may check an ear and say oh this doesn't need cleaned and then that's fine if you want a great coat, you know, brush that coat every day, every other day, um, uh, you know, and then your dog. And then just by examining your dog every day, it, it um, won't keep you aware of anything that's, you know, uh, uh, leering around the corner. If a hot spot is developing, it's always best to catch it before it gets too bad or an ear infection, mm-hmm. you know, or a nose wrinkle infection. So, you know, more than... Um, I always tell people, you don't have to clean their faces every day, but if you just check them out, you know, mm-hmm. and look in those ears, give them a sniff, that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, I know the sniff test works very well. <laughs> if, if the face starts to stink, you're not doing – Yes. You have to pick it up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the people say, oh, the bulldogs are so stinky. Not if it's – if a bulldog is stinky, 
then you know, I mean, besides the gas, um, then they're not being properly cared for. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, and it's like, and, and you know, some bulldogs seem to have an odor in their tear stains and others don't. And mm-hmm. so some of them just are going to need more care. And um, uh, so I can't say that I definitely have a daily maintenance to every bulldog, but I guess the good thing is is if you check over your bulldog and, and see if that face needs cleaned. It may not be, need to be cleaned and dried every day, but, uh, you know, one bulldog may, another one may not. But if you keep on top of it and prevent anything, you're going to be, <laughs> prevention is much better than trying to clean up a mess that if you got a bad ear or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I know my one, uh, my one boy Lambo. He, he has a nose rope, and you know I clean it out every day, and uh-huh. and he doesn't like it. He acts like it's the end of the world, and it's not oh, hurting. Yeah. It's not hurting him or anything. But he really loves the ears to get done right after that. Then and he thinks that's like awesome when you rub the ears like that and he just puts uh-huh. the head over to the side and just about falls off the bench you know uh-huh. so so he at least gets a little reward with that he's know it's he knows it's coming he just thinks like the nose is done before it should be you know just <laughs> i don't think i have any that like the ears cleaned i have some that don't mind the, the nose wrinkle but i haven't had any that like the ears cleaned so you're lucky there yeah yeah he loves it i mean he just like and i don't think it i mean he doesn't have much <coughs> build up in his ears when i do it i mean there's a little bit of ear stuff there almost yeah. but not a whole lot and they're not infected or anything like that so uh-huh. they're, they're not red but he just rolls over on his side just loves it you know just feeds right into it which is nice so that is nice mm-hmm. yeah yep do you have any advice for someone looking to start showing bulldogs um well i guess your first step if you're going to um going to start showing bulldogs would be to probably um see about a local club and um, go to some shows and see if that's something that you would be interested in, you know, um, and probably do all that before you get um, a show bulldog because it seems like there are sometimes somebody will go through the process of getting a show bulldog and then they go to a couple shows and realize it's not for them. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it would be more ideal to, to um, go to a couple shows and see what that's all about before you actually purchase a show bulldog. Mm-hmm. Good answer. But, uh, um, you know, and if you join a club, then right there you have opportunity to get mentors. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. On uh, on BullyNet, I get a lot of people asking, why don't I put uh, how tos on, like how to raise a litter or how to do this or how to do that? And I think that would be a great disservice to people because they need a mentor. You can't read oh, and, yeah. and understand all that. You're going to be a disservice to the puppies and also to the mm-hmm. mother because you know I've had people, my mentors, I can call them up at any hour of the day. And um, the, one of my mentors, Peter Geary, already he's already talked to me. He's like, okay, now the puppy's going to be doing this next. And I was like, how did you know? He goes, I've done this before. He said, yeah. then, then you do this. Now the puppy's going to go and do this. And you know, and so it's so valuable. You can't like just well, let me read this on the internet and try to figure this out by what is and meant a, there. And a perfect example about that is because I get people all the time that call me and say, my puppy's this many days old. How many times or how many hours apart should I be feeding the puppy? And I always say. That varies for me, litter per litter. I do have a set thing at, you know, on, you know, uh, day four, I'm usually starting to go to four hours. But if the puppies haven't been gaining, I don't, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll say to people, well, how old are your puppies and how much do they weigh? Are they chubby puppies or are they skinny puppies? And you have to, if mom doesn't have that much milk, you may have to feed those puppies more. You may have to do some supplementing. But if you've got big, fat puppies, you can stretch out those feedings. So it's not... Um, 
uh, just uh, step one, two, three, four. You have to take into consideration. I have had litters where I'm like, oh, my gosh, my puppies are too fat. And I've had other pu- litters where I've struggled because mom has a big litter, not enough milk, and, and I'm going to have to uh, really push and do more feedings and, and uh, uh, maybe supplement. So it's not just a step A, B, C. It's, you know, uh, so I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's nice to be able to say, "Oh, I can get another hour of sleep now," because uh-huh. because they're this old. But that's it, that's all about you, and it's not about the puppy. Oh yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's it you, sucks you, waking up have, that much. It does. <laughs> oh yeah, if you have a, a mother that's full of milk and you have four puppies, yeah, it's, you, it, when it's time to, to get that extra sleep, you might be able to. But if you have a litter of uh, eight puppies and a uh, mother that's really stretching it to try to get to feed all those puppies, you may not be able to go to that next hour interval like you would normally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Can uh, can you name anybody that you think I should definitely interview and why? Um, you know, I haven't gone down your list to see who that you who you have all interviewed. That's okay. But of course, Elizabeth Hugo. If you haven't, um, mm-hmm. you know, interviewed her, she's a world of information, mm-hmm. all the way back to history, to confirmation, to you know, uh, judging everything. And um, uh, if you ever had the opportunity to listen to her, like Bulldog One Hundred One at Nationals, it's just outstanding. Um, so of course, she's always a world of information, and then. Um, uh, somebody that would be interesting to maybe interview with as far as some of the health issues and stuff would, would be Dan Bandy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he's uh, uh, very good at explaining, you know, bulldog health issues and uh, what's involved with some of the testing and things like that. So um, those would probably be the two people I'd recommend. Okay, great. Great. I, and not to tell you, I do have them on the list. I haven't gotten them locked down for a date yet, but they've both agreed to do it. Oh, so, great. Yeah, that, I think that'll be good. Um, do you see any major struggle in the Bulldog community and any ideas on how to remedy it? Like, it could be anything, but, you know, the, the Bulldog community, I think, is is pretty tight-knit. And <laughs> from what I hear from other breeders that have been involved with other breeds, that uh, there's a lot more fellowshipping and camaraderie in Bulldogs than there are in a lot of other breeds. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've heard that, <coughs> and I don't know what it's like in the other breeds. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like lately there's been some bickering back and forth, but I do think that when, like, a, there's a bulldog or a need, it does seem like everybody pulls together. And it just seems like if you ever have an issue with one of your bulldogs and you've not experienced it, you can go out on some of the social medias and you'll get, you know, people <coughs> giving you information. And um, <coughs> so I do think that, you know, the bulldog community is good. Uh, one thing that that I think would that has changed since I've been in it mm-hmm. is um, uh, you know some of the um, honesty and and um, uh, it, it's different now. I remember going to the shows and sitting next to my mentor, and she'd go every dog that went by, every dog that went to be you know um, examined by the judge. She would tell me, "Now this is what I like about this one, and this is what I don't like about that one." Mm-hmm. And it seems like we've lost that today. Um, um, uh, God forbid if somebody uh, hears somebody else uh, pointing about anything negative about somebody's dog. And uh, I think that, um, uh, you know, we're in a time period right now where it's like if you don't have anything positive to say or nice to say, don't say anything at all. And sometimes I think that people forget what a dog show is about. You know, you're bringing your dog 
you know, to get the opinion, and it's supposed to be about evaluating breeding stock. So I think that, you know, or at least it seemed that way when I first started. People were more, um, you see more of that ringside critiquing that you don't really see today. You, it might be whispering next to your buddy, uh-huh. but, um, and um, uh, I think in losing that, losing that openness about, you know, um, what a dog show is really about, about evaluating and judging breeding stock that, um, <clears throat> you know, I don't think that's helping anybody. And, I, and it seems like a lot of people, people aren't getting the mentors like they used to. A lot of people are, um, you know, getting out there, showing some dogs, and, 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 and they know what they're doing, you know, in their own mind. And um, uh, But I think, too, some of that mentorship is lost because, Nobody, you know, once again, it goes back to honesty, and, and nobody wants that constructive criticism. Right. But, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if that makes sense the way I put it, but. No, uh, it definitely does, yeah. Because yeah. now they don't see it as con- constructive criticism, they just see it as criticism. Criticism, yeah. And, and, and it's not meant that way. I mean, sometimes it can be meant that way, and that, that's not correct either. Yeah. But yeah. uh, you're never going to get your dogs better if you think they're perfect, and yeah. and you you see the, your own faults in your dogs, and you don't want to be out there broadcasting it and say, you know, but but you don't want to be blind to it, and if if somebody else is blind to it, that's not necessarily a good thing either. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely everything has to be politically correct now. Everybody has to be right, yeah. and nobody can mm-hmm. be wrong. <laughs> so. But and I remember when we first started with our first attempt at a show dog. Um, um, you know, he, he probably wasn't finishable, and when we would ask people's opinion, it was hard to get somebody to tell us. We knew he didn't look like the others, and, um, uh, um, you know, and finally we had a few honest people. Actually, the breeder of that the dog ended up telling us, no, we don't think he's finishable. But, you know, it took, um, uh, you know, getting out there and uh, really working to get opinions. But if people aren't willing to give you opinions because they don't want to say anything negative, you're not going to learn either. You, you've you got to hear the good and bad points. But mm-hmm. nowadays, like, I used to be more more open and people would ask, come up and ask me, what I, they said, what do you think of my dog? And uh, I would tell them. And then after a few people getting upset, now I'm kind of like, I don't know that they really want to hear, you know. So, I, you know, that's something that... that I think we've lost a little bit in, you know, in the dog community in general. And it, I don't think it's necessarily a dog thing. Maybe it's just the way things have changed. But uh, I just think sometimes it, that's why it takes a little bit longer for people to learn nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do you have any parting advice for the listeners? Any uh, words of wisdom, just a last morsel or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't think of anything. I don't know that I have great words of wisdom. Okay. But, uh, um, you know, the, I guess the best thing to do is, is as a breeder or even as a bulldog owner is just to always put the dogs first, mm-hmm. you know. I always think about that when we're breeding and when we're showing. And it's like it's. I always think about the betterment of the breed. <clears throat> uh, it can't be about the money and it can't be about the win, mm-hmm. even though the wins are great and you have to be doing it for the breed. If it ever comes to a point in time that we don't <clears throat> totally love the dogs and aren't in it for the dogs, mm-hmm. um, then it's time to get out. Yep. Yep, I agree. That's awesome. Well, I thank you so much for this interview, and uh, congratulations on on a, a great line of bulldogs with Hurricane. I mean, you see him back there. I mean, you haven't been in it forever, 
but you've yeah. been in it for it's coming on 20 years soon um yeah. and, and you're you know your dogs are are in the pedigrees of a lot of dogs so that's oh, yes. uh, that's quite a quite a uh a feat i guess to say yes and we don't you know and we're really selective about who we breed to and we're selective about who we sell uh you know anything on open registration to so we're particular so uh <clears throat> it and i think that means even more that we've got some dogs that are out there and behind some really good dogs mm-hmm. that's exciting yeah no that's awesome you really affected the 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 breed which is uh what i think a lot of us strive for oh so. yes it takes time though yeah yeah <laughs> I, I know yeah um well thanks again and uh we hope to possibly have you on again or or run into you at a show somewhere sure thanks dave it was nice talking to you all right lottie take care okay bye-bye bye-bye thank you so much for listening to our podcast for the latest information make sure you subscribe to our podcast on itunes or stitcher radio and we'd love for you to give us your honest uh feedback and a five-star review on iTunes to help get this information out to other people who are interested in Bulldogs and the Bulldog community and just might not know where we're at by giving us that feedback um, will help us in the rankings on Apple and uh, help get the information out there for other people to find. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back with another episode and we'd love your feedback. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Bulldog Interviews on BullyNet with your host, Dave Kaufman. Check out the show notes from this podcast at BullyNet.com. Please leave a five-star review and your honest feedback on iTunes.